This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. Oh, yes. Hi there. Let's do a podcast. This is Al Dukes. Jerry is uh, in Chicago at Northwestern with the Rutgers basketball. Eddie Scazzeri joins me. Hello, podcast people. Oh, hi, Eddie. That's collect. That's a collective oh, hi, Eddie, from the podcast people. Thank you. Checking in with you. Mm-hmm. I have a number of stories. The first one I wanted to bring up with you, Eddie, uh, my friend Mike Calta does a, uh, a talk show in Tampa. Does a morning show on a talk station down there. It's not a sports talk station. It's uh, the one place in the country, I think, where they still do hot talk, as they call it. Okay. Like uh, guy talk, which we used to do at WNEW here, and we did at 92.3 for a little while. Right. Format's pretty much dead everywhere, but it's uh, successful down in Tampa. So I saw he had uh, tweeted out who that he had a you know thank you to this guest he had on today, and I was like, who is this guy? I happened to click on the guy's thing, and then I got caught in a web of what this guy was all about. Down the rabbit hole. Down the rabbit hole. But it's an interesting rabbit hole, and I want to see if you've ever heard of such a thing. It's about a guy named Derek Amato, who in 2006, at the age of uh, 39, 40 years old, uh, was swimming. And when he dove into this shallow water, he went in headfirst and hit his head and had a bad brain injury, Mm. which I believe left him partially blind and partially without his hearing and this sort of thing. But it awoken, it awakened, it awakened in him a musical talent of playing the piano without having any training. Wow. And they call it, and he's the only guy right now in the world who has has it in the musical side of thing. It's called acquired savant syndrome. I have never heard of that term. Yeah. But uh, I... Can I have heard of things like this. Yeah. They say they think because he injured either the left or right side of his brain, the other one is overcompensating for it, the other side of the brain. Yes, the brain is a remarkable thing, and we don't use that much. Yeah. And now the guy makes a living playing the piano. That's incredible. Starting at the age of 39 or 40. It sounds like something you would be interested in. Yeah. He said he that after the accident and after he got out of the hospital, he was over somebody's house and was drawn to the keyboard. 
and just started playing it as if he had always played it. He composed. He composes his own music. That's incredible. Very strange. Sounds like you're going to go home and hit yourself in the head with a sledgehammer. <laughs> Trying to just hit myself and then see if the uh, keyboard you know, draws me over. But there was something also in this story called synesthesia. Have you heard of that? Uh, no, but I guess it has to do something with the synapses in your brain. Yeah, and it has like... And, and Fez, who I used to work with, Ron mm-hmm. and Fez, had a version of this, which was some people see numbers as colors that's wild so if i were to say to you what color is the number three you would right off the top of your head tell me oh three is yellow it's very strange that is bizarre yes why do we only use a small portion of our brains um i guess that we only need it yeah only need a certain portion of it but if you could tap into and unlock the rest of it then you know like geniuses, they say, use maybe 10% of their brain, and most of us use like 7% of our brain. So a genius is only using 3% more. Yeah. Who could, how about this one day? We use 100% of our brain. Well, I mean, perhaps we are evolving towards that. What about a drug? Could a drug help us unlock all of our brain power? Well, um, people That'd be who awesome. take those sort of, mind-expanding drugs, yeah. they believe that. And there were studies done in the 60s and maybe even the 70s and maybe even going on that people would take acid or PCP in a controlled setting and just to see what would happen. And it would you expand know. their their actual brain I usage? I don't think that it's ever been proven, but there have been in some interesting findings. But yeah. I think if it were proven and it were if it was safe, then perhaps we would have that already. Like, I'd love to be able to be a musical genius. Yeah. Without and, practice. And perhaps, uh, you know, we'll have some sort of a future AI interface where it'll just expand it and we'll just go crazy. And we'll be able to in, use... In a good way. I'd like to use 50% of my brain. You know, this guy who uh, was drawn to the piano, previously, did he ever have any, you know, desire to... To do that, to play the piano? No, but he, he tooled around with the guitar, but was not very good with it, he said. Kind of like you, then. Uh, yeah, I was very... I mean, this guy, I'm sure, was better at the guitar than I than I ever attempted to yeah, be. Yeah, you, uh, you, you sort of... You were into the piano, and then the guitar for a little bit, and now... No, no I tried the guitar for a long time. I kept trying to get into it yes. various points in my life. Took lessons. Even took lessons. It had never caught on with me. Mm-hmm. And then I, when I started to teach myself the piano online, that... I had a more immediate interest in because I could hear songs by hitting a few chords where I wasn't hearing those same guitar riffs. It didn't speak to you. It did not speak to me. Now, did you ever play Guitar Hero? Uh, yes. But that's more just like a tapping uh, tapping thing, I think. I never those did. Strings. So. Those damn strings. You know what the problem with the guitar is? The strings are so close together. Didn't we have some... Early Boomer and Carton thing where we went to somebody's house and we were playing Guitar Hero. <laughs> do you vaguely yeah, remember that? I do that? vaguely remember yeah. that. Yeah. We went to someone's house somewhere. Don't even know whether that was in New Jersey or I, I Long Island. I think it was New Jersey. In a and, suburb. And they won, yes, and they won a contest They or won a something. contest where we came and watched the Yankee game at their house. Yes, yes. 
And they opening had, day, maybe uh, I, that I don't remember. I do remember parking on a street in a yes. suburb, yeah, and going in there and having Boomer, food, of course. I think Boomer made a quick in and out. Yeah, of, yeah. Craig stayed though. I'm Boomer size, <laughs> and then we stayed. But you think they were playing guitars also? I think I remember. Or Guitar Hero. Or Craig was playing Guitar oh, okay. Hero or something <laughs> in the guy's basement. We should do that again. And didn't he like get a TV or something? Yes, yes, yeah. you're right. The guy wanted a TV, a catered uh, tailgate indoors yeah. in his house yes. with his friends. So I don't know why I thought of that. It was yes. bizarre. It was the Guitar Hero that triggered it in yeah. my head. You're like this guy, uh, Derek Amato. That's right. I just unlocked part of my brain. You now have acquired savant syndrome. Perhaps. All right. I'm going to Google more of that later on today. All right. I'm very interested about that. Acquired savant syndrome. So here's a very strange story uh, that uh, first came out a couple of weeks ago, but there's now an update. So here's what happened. In December of 2017... A sea lion volunteer. She okay. volunteers with the sea lions. Her name is Amanda. She found a sick sea lion on a beach in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. She called the hotline for sick sea lions. While the animal was being examined, she saw that the sea lion had pooped, which was then taken, collected, and sent to a lab. Okay. Got it? I'm following so you far. follow so far. You follow. When the scientists began to examine the frozen poop, they found a USB stick inside it. Okay. In the poop. All right. A computer USB stick. They cleaned it up. They put it into the computer to see if they could find the owner. Turns out it was this woman's USB stick. The woman who called for help. So she thought, wow, that's so bizarre. How did my USB stick get in the poop of the shield. So she thought perhaps she had dropped the USB stick in the poop while collecting it. All right. But the scientists believe that because the USB stick was so embedded deep in the poo, which also contained plenty of feathers, researchers are convinced that a bird ate the USB stick, then the seal ate the bird, then the woman who owned the USB stick is the one who saved the sea lion. That seems like so the odds of that right. have to be like astronomical. The USB stick was in a scientist freezer for more than a year. That's unbelievable. It is. Are you just reading the rest of the story no, now? No, no, I was just seeing if they if um if there was like a, a percentage of what are the chances that could actually really happen. Yeah, I would have to think vanishingly small. <laughs> I'd like to bet on that on my DraftKings app. That's right. Bet on who owns the USB stick that's in the... So think about that. The woman at some point lost her USB stick. Mm-hmm. A bird ate it. This seal then ate the bird. This seal then was in distress, pooped. This woman saved the seal... Collected the poop for scientists. They find the USB stick. It's hers. That seems incredible. And this is all in New Zealand. New Zealand. And uh, speaking of New Zealand, shout out to Nigel in Christchurch. Where does he live again? Christchurch. He's our only New Zealand listener. Is that? Well, you don't know that. Well, he's the only one who's come forward, Eddie. Correct. So shout out to Nigel. Yes. 
See if you can get that USB stick. I'd love to stick it. Uh, you know what? Here's what I'd like to do. I'd like to send Nigel a USB stick. I see if he could get a seal to eat it. There you go. Get it pooped out and see if the uh, we can repeat it. Then the scientists say, "Oh my gosh, this USB stick came from New Jersey. <laughs> How is that possible?" Yeah. I'm like, "Oh my gosh, that I'd be on the news in New and Zealand." You would. You'd be famous in New Zealand. Well, more famous. More famous. You already. already have a follower. Yes, uh, Nigel. I'm very famous with Nigel in New Zealand. Uh, Chuck E. Cheese, the uh, children's pizza and video game uh, restaurant. That's still, uh, those are still around? They are still around. Okay. And they are denying claims made by, by a very popular YouTuber. Shane Dawson hosts a YouTube channel called Investigating Conspiracies. She has over 20 million subscribers. All right. I'm sorry, Shane is a man. He has over okay. 20 million subscribers. So not just some schmuck on uh, on YouTube. Right. Posted a video claiming that he believed that Chuck E. Cheese takes uneaten pieces of pizza from when customers order a pie and right. don't eat it, uh-huh. collects pieces of uneaten pizzas, and then puts them together, reheats them, and serves them as new pizza. Hmm. Which is uh, probably against laws. I would think so. Claiming that if you look at the crust on these pizzas, they're very uneven. Ah, the telltale. The telltale sign he thought. So here's what uh, Chuck E. Cheese came out to say. The claims made in this video about Chuck E. Cheese and our pizza are unequivocally false. No conspiracies here. Our pizzas are made to order... And we prepare our dough fresh in restaurant, which means that they're not always perfectly uniform in shape, but always delicious. There you go. Although here's the thing: when you when you are uh, when you franchise out like Chuck E. Cheese's does, and Subway and McDonald's, you never know what's going on. Right. I mean, somebody on your local place. could be cutting corners somewhere at one local Chuck E. Cheese. Right. Saying, you know what? I do hate to see wasted food like that. Me too. Right? But that's where there's the, you know, the food banks and the Meals on Wheels and that sort of thing. Although, I don't know, like, what the rules are for that even. Like, if somebody only ate half their pizza and the rest, like, I don't know if that's, like, can be legally given to a food bank, to someone who's, you know, starving and needs it and wouldn't care that, you know, somebody else you know, had that on their table. Yeah, we don't like, we live in the suburbs, you right. and I. We do not see many homeless people on the streets. Correct. In New York City and in the in bigger cities, you do. I think in that case, I would take the leftover pizza with me and then you hand it to an individual. Yeah, perhaps, yeah I don't know how that works. Because you're right. I don't know that uh, places would take slices of pizza that were not eaten. And I was in, uh, when I went to Crater Lake, and what we, state is this in? That is in Oregon. Oregon. And we were driving back to Portland from uh, Crater Lake area, which is in the south. Portland's in, in the north. We stopped at a Chinese food restaurant, and I don't even remember the town. Maybe Salem, perhaps? I forget. Um, and the orders were so, you know, big. And, of course, we're on the road, and we're, you know, we're not going to finish it. And the waitress said that, you know, well, she was going to give it to this homeless guy who comes around 
you know, we were and we felt good about it. Sure. But I don't know again if that's legal. Of course, it didn't matter. This right. This woman just has this arrangement. But you know, even like the bread when they put a basket of bread yes. at your table and you don't even touch it, or it's the second basket. Right. You know, I I don't know if they're allowed to then. I think they have to throw it out. I know. I'm, I'm I think sure about that too, though. Yeah. I think because you, I guess you never know whether someone did touch it. Right, of course. Even though it looks untouched. Right, you don't know. Like when the the waitress's bag gets turned, you're licking it and then putting <laughs> it back. Right. Because you're a freak. Yeah, yeah, that does bother me when I see wasted food now. Yeah, it does for sure. As I get older, it bothers me more. Yeah. I'm thinking of others, uh, Eddie. As I get older, not as as, as you always do, Al. Not as selfish. And, and how much you hate others. <laughs> oh, right. How I don't mostly don't like people. Right. Uh, I have here, Eddie, list of the most popular beer in America. Okay, let me. Am I allowed to guess? You can guess. Is there a most popular beer in America? And it's um, now. Is it just like it? Could it be like just? I'm not saying that this is my guess, but when you say Budweiser, or is it like Bud Light? It's a very. It's specific. Okay. So you would have to say Budweiser or Bud Light, or like if Michelob makes a whole bunch of beers, right? It's individually, and they did it by the number of barrels of beer shipped. Okay, I'm right. going to guess Bud Light as number one. That is number one. Bud right. Light shipped 33 million barrels in two, 2017 when this, when this study was done. And I'm going to guess Coors Light is in the top five. Number two. Bang. But Coors Light's half of... Bud Light sells twice as much as the number two beer, which is Coors Light. Well, I'm, Budweiser is a much larger company than Coors. I guess so. I, I'm. I think. I don't know this. Number three is regular Budweiser. Okay. Number four, Miller Lite. All right. Number five, Corona Extra. So, three of the five are light beers. Is yeah. That correct. Light, light, light. Yep. And you know how they make light beer, Al? They how just is that? Take a regular beer. And only fill it up halfway and put the rest in water. Is that right? <laughs> it's basically it. Is that really what they do? Uh huh. It's half water. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Jody Mack taught me that. Is that right? Yeah. So he's like, nah. <laughs> so he would never get a light beer because it's half water. Right. Yeah. Whenever I see a, a guy at a bar drinking a regular Budweiser, mm -hmm. not a Bud Light, not a Coors Light. Mm -hmm. Not some sort of small brewery beer, mm -hmm. a red labeled Budweiser. I think that's a man right there. Right now, and also if it's in a can, even yes. better. There's a guy. That's it. That he doesn't have one of those terriers that Geo was railing right. about. He does not have a fox wire, wire fox terrier, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. That yeah. guy's got a German Shepherd or a Mud at home, right, or a Roddy or something, right. Yeah, that I like. I like. I think. I think here's what I think is a manly man. Both of these unhealthy habits, I'm telling you. But I'm just saying, when I see that, I think of a, that's a tough guy. Right. If I see a guy with a, drinking a red-labeled regular Budweiser and smoking red Marlboro, the Marlboros, the regular yes. Marlboros, no lights. Right. No other, like, parliaments. Right. Red Marlboro. Or Winston. <laughs> yeah. And a red Budweiser. Yeah. That's that, like reminds me of my grandfather's. That's a man. And, but by the way, with the laws these days, you really, unless you're at a private uh, barbecue, you yeah. won't see that 
because he has to go outside and he can't bring the beer outside. Can you not even smoke in like a VFW hall bar, like a place where army vets are going you know, to I, drink? Um, I don't know. Or like a, one of those Knights of Columbus. Yes. I don't know. I would th- think they would say, listen, I serve this country. I'm going to have my red labeled Budweiser. Right. I'm going to smoke my red Marlboros. And you can all suck it. <laughs> and you can all suck it. Yeah. I'm not going outside. That's right. And I have one final story for you, Eddie. Already? This is uh, uh You know, gosh, you know, we these go very 20 quickly. minutes and like it feels like two it minutes. It goes very quickly. It does. Uh, oh, a Florida story, which we love. Oh, Florida stories. Shocking. Indian River. Uh, CO, what's that, county? Yes, Indian River County, Florida. All right. Uh, this uh, 25-year-old fellow told Indian River County Sheriff's investigators he'd been driving recklessly, passing cars on the shoulder, and speeding because he was thirsty and wanted a Pepsi. Okay. He had a real hankering for a Pepsi. This is uh, in the middle of the afternoon, 2.09 p.m., he drove his reckless red Toyota pickup truck doing uh, going very fast. Let's see if it has his actual speed here. And so the cops caught him or stopped him. He didn't volunteer him. No. So he didn't turn himself in. No, no, no. They, they uh, had to pull him over. Right. Was passing vehicles on the shoulder. Just for a Pepsi. He was, this is the quote from police, he was driving recklessly due to being thirsty and wanted a Pepsi. Man, that guy. Like, sometimes I don't drink a lot of soda, but sometimes I do have a hankering for, like, I like a Coke Zero. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would never speed, though. No. To get no. one. Um, no, I would not. And also, like, if you're really actually thirsty and yeah. not, not a craving, right? a diet soda would be okay. But if with the, the sugar in the regular soda, it's going to not be as satisfying. Right. And quenching your thirst. It's not quenching your thirst. He should no. have been speeding for a water. Right. Or an iced tea. Iced tea. Or, and a diet soda would do also. But the, really, it's going to be a water that right. will be the best thing for you. Uh, so he, it, I, did, I do think he did get a ticket mm-hmm. for driving recklessly. I have heard that if you tell a police that you have diarrhea and you have to get home, that they'll sometimes let you go. I guess depending on what you've done. Yeah. If you've run over five people, maybe not. But what if you were doing what this guy was doing? Speeding, driving recklessly, passing people on the shoulder. No. You get pulled over and go, I have a diarrhea. Uh, well, no. No. No, that's really, you know, you're going on the shoulder and doing and then you're really Dangerous. You've crossed a line. Although Pepsi might be interested in this guy for a commercial. <laughs> Our drink is so good, people will drive on the shoulder of the road to get it. Mm-hmm. Pepsi. I'm more of a Coke guy. Myself. Me too. I like Coke as well. Yeah. Coke would, Zero is my drink. Diet Coke for me. Yeah, Diet Coke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pepsi, I'll take it in a pinch. Oh, of course. Yeah, I'm not like, you know, an idiot about it. Right. We're not stupid. No. We will still drink a Pepsi. Like yeah. You go to a restaurant and they go, oh, no no Coke, uh, Pepsi. Yeah. Right. All right, Pepsi. That's a Saturday Night Live bit. No Coke, Pepsi. Mm-hmm. We were in uh, the home of Coca-Cola just a few uh, weeks ago. Yes, we Atlanta were. for the Super Bowl. And a place in that area, not far, served Pepsi, which I found amazing. Hard Rock Cafe. That's right. They served Pepsi only. They were like the one place that wasn't a yeah, Coke place. Yeah, it was like militant about it. Yeah. Oh, we don't do Coke here. Yeah. F you Coke. Yeah. We're a Pepsi town. Yeah. All right, Eddie. The warm-up program is next. I did that with Andrew Bogish. Yes, you did. And it went uh, very well. I thought it went well as Since well. Since you guys really have never 
talked for more than, what, 10 seconds yeah. prior to that? Just uh, hello in the hallway. And, by the way, that guy, a pro. A real professional. We didn't give him many guidelines. Nope. He did not look panicked. He did not look nervous. Even though there was a technical issue early, was very calm about yes. it. Yes. Right. There was a technical issue before he even started. It was not right. on the air. He came to me, and but then Calmly. Wh- when I went back to him to see how it was going, he had figured it out. Is that right? On his own. On his own. Kids in broadcasting should look up. Let that be a lesson. To Andrew Bogish. That's right. He's on Twitter. If you type his name in, he is verified. Right, and also he's, uh, you know, was looking to get a larger tweenus. He is. So help him out. Help him out. Give him a follow. What is his at thing? I don't know. I know if, I know if you type in Andrew Bogish. It'll be him. Yeah, it comes up. He's So there you go. Mark. And it's Bogus B-O-G-U-S-C-H. There you go. All right. Warm up next. See you all. It's the warm-up show with Alan Jerry, the shortest show on WFAN. Oh, hi there. Al Dukes here. Jerry normally joins me, but he is uh, in Chicago with uh, Rutgers. He is lazy. He's in Chicago with Rutgers. They're playing Northwestern. I remember that from the ride home when I drove home with Jerry yesterday. Uh, CeeLo normally fills in. No idea where he is. So Andrew Bogus joins us this morning. Oh, hi, Andrew. Al, good morning. It's not just Seal. I feel like Erica Herskowitz has been yeah. in here. Uh, I think even Jacob Wilkins has yep. filled in. So I'm at best fourth on the depth chart. Yeah. And I want to know where each one of them is today, allowing me to be here with you. Yeah, when they came to me, they go, listen, Jerry's out, Seal's uh, out, Erica's out. He was legitimately getting the guys right. I'd never heard of. And they go, the guy at the front desk is out. Yeah, he can't make it. Who would you like? I go, well, who's left? <laughs> There's a fellow named Andrew Bogish. That's you- crap. I don't know you well, Andrew, but you seem like a very friendly guy in the office. I hope so. I'll say I, I that. I think I'm nice. A friendly. I'm trying to be. Gentlemanly. Like, if we heard something horrible about you, like, uh, oh, did you hear Andrew's been fired because he did this? I'd be mm. like, wow. <laughs> that guy seemed like such a normal guy. So I'm hiding it well so far. You would be hiding okay. it well. Is this your first time on WFAN? Um, it's my first one FAN officially getting paid to be oh, on FAN. Good job. Um, I was on. I was one time smarter than a hot girl back in a previous oh, version of yes. this of this show. Smarter than a hot chick. Uh, yes, and I we were. I'm normally on CBS Sports <laughs> Radio down the hall, and there was one time where FAN crashed completely, and they put myself and John Feinstein on. Wow. To cover for 20 minutes of technical mayhem. How'd that go? Uh, not well for us, <laughs> because usually we had a, that show existed in a nice little small niche. Right. Uh, when New York was listening, they were a, 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 an uptick in complaints. Not fans. Yeah. All right. So welcome to uh, well, getting thank you paid very much. Yes. And congratulations. I see that uh, Derek Jeter has hired one of his core four members, Jorge Posada. Posada? Jorge Posada <laughs> as... Special advisor to baseball operations. Yeah, Jeets. Yeah. <laughs> this is my type of job. I feel like that's not a real, you don't have like, there's nothing to do every day when you go in the office. Why did it take this long for Jeter to start giving his buddies jobs like yes, this? Yes, this is a great one. I picture this job. You go into the office, Marlon's office, and when Jeets has, he's trying to decide between two things. Mm-hmm. He calls you in and goes, what do we do here? 
See, you think Jeter does things like that. Yeah. I, I feel like <laughs> Jeter has the job that you now think Posada has. Oh, that's... So Posada's even a step down. Right. I think they're just in there hanging out. They've got loafers on, shorts, feet up on the desk, drinking nice cocktails, just talking about baseball. But are they actually doing real things in there? So you think people go to Jeter and say, we've got a choice between two, these two things. What do you think? Yeah, I guess. I, I don't know. I just feel like this is such a figurehead job for Jeter anyway. Like there's actual baseball guys doing the job there. The I real think that stuff. Derek just likes to sit there. Um, and and seem maybe more important than he actually is in terms of day-to-day operations. And then you bring in Posada to give yourself some company right. while you're hanging out, yes, answering the random question or two that gets to your desk per day. He's like, I have no friends here. Where's Jorge Posada? <laughs> exactly. I get the other two core four guys in here as well. As somebody, Tino's got to be there. I'm Bernie's free. Maybe bring Bernie. just strum the guitar in the corner while Bernie they're thinking was not about things. Core four though, right, Eddie? No. He's Which we've never five. really fully discussed core and five. figured out why he gets left out. He's out. He always gets left out. And do you know the other two core four? <laughs> <laughs> well, taking a hint from Andrew, he said Tino Martinez. Nope. Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> oh. Hold on. Oh. Uh, uh, the reliever. The reliever, yes. The, <laughs> the best of all time. Fame choice. I don't even have to say his name, Eddie. You the don't, best because of all you don't time. know it. <laughs> the best of all time. Mariano Rivera. There ever hear of him? How many is that? Three? That's that three. Would be three. You need a fourth. Hmm. How do I not know? I know it's going to be an obvious one. Of course it is. Yeah. <laughs> Another pitcher. but he would... Oh, Andy Pettit. There you go. Get him down there. And then this story was interesting. Another baseball story, Andrew. That the Washington Capitals hockey players noticed that Bryce Harper started individually unfollowing all of them on Twitter. <laughs> They take that as a hint that he's out of here. My question to you is, would you know if someone unfollowed you? No, and but this this is peak 2019. This yeah. is where we're at, and maybe the biggest sign that we're doomed. This happens all the time. I think Manny Machado was following people, and that tipped people off. He started following Yes Network. Is that what it was? Which, he, why would he, you he follow? Follow John yes. Flaherty, and we were <laughs> yeah. like, he's coming to the Yankees. Yep. So I mean, this is what we this is what we're tracking now. Who we're following, who we're not following. But, yeah, I've never understood how people can get upset or notice when someone unfollows them because I'd have no idea unless you've already signed up for one of those things that tells you right. when people are coming and going from your account, which is a whole other level of vanity that you shouldn't subscribe that, to. Well, I'm sure he does. Now, what is the service you discussed? <laughs> this sounds terrific. <laughs> then I can write back to people, why'd you unfollow yeah. me, bro? I mean, are you are – you, constantly opening up your little like tab there and seeing who's new and who's not no 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 i do like to check who's new okay but i don't go back to check to see who unfollowed me i got so excited the other day i was on instagram you know they 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 kind of give you those like suggested follows and one was the actor nick offerman who was on parks and rec he's married to megan mullally and i'm like god this guy's hilarious i love him follow within 30 seconds i get a pop up on my phone nick offerman just followed you i'm like whoa and because I need attention, I'm thinking, is there any chance he's in a market that CBS Sports Radio <laughs> is on that he maybe thinks I'm I'm funny? Right. I click on the thing. It's not verified. Yeah. There's no post. It's Nick with two eyes. To a fake Nick a fake, But again, how does that happen? That within 30 seconds of me following the real one, some Nick Offerman bot is jumping on my account, breaking my heart, making me think that maybe Nick Offerman knows who I am. But not at all. Nick Offerman robot? Is that what it is? <laughs> so that was a big Twitter tease for you. Oh. Mm. 
that's a big Twitter tease. So if you're on the uh, Washington Capitals, I would check your followers. One, maybe one of the guys tried to DM Bryce Harper and noticed. Wait and a got minute. the bounce back. The guy's not following me anymore. I can't. <laughs> Everyone uh, else, Ovi, check. I can't. Can't. Yeah, they're all in the locker room. <laughs> gone. He's got. Al doesn't done. know who Ovi is. I do. Ovechek, ever hear of him, Eddie? Greatest <laughs> hockey, one of the best <laughs> hockey players right now in the league. And uh, Dice K, the former, well, he's still a pitcher. He's pitching yes. in Japan. Mm-hmm. I was trying to pronounce his name in the office to Eddie because I, I said, I go, this guy's Dice K, right? Daisuke? Yeah. Matsuzaka. There you go. Wow. He's playing in Japan. He now has a shoulder injury because there was some sort of fan event, meet and greet with fans. And one fellow vigorously shook his hand, <laughs> yanked it right out of the See, socket. I heard grabbed his arm, like as if like Dice K was going by and was like, "Come back and talk to me." And he oh, yanked really? it. But either way, conflicting reports. <laughs> we still haven't confirmed the injury. There are some people that are very vigorous, right, with the handshake. And I even got this morning like a what I presume Boomer thought was a nice like welcome to the club, yeah. like love tap. But he almost knocked me out of the makeup. No, that, that was intentional. This was it? They're just letting you know. Yes. He's the alpha. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. That was like, I'm going to reach out to Andrew new to the show today, but I'm going to show him who's boss. Yeah. Right. And luckily the makeup gal was there else. He would have dropped his pants. <laughs> <laughs> to do what? Contest measure. Yeah. yeah. I see a contest. I, I lose. I'll, I'll admit that beforehand. And uh, here's some NFL news. We let uh, Boomer and Geo do the heavy lifting okay. story. Yeah, it's smart. So when I say NFL news, this is right because they know everyone's name. Yeah, all the core four. Like they'll cover uh, Antonio <laughs> Brown, mm-hmm. the Jacob Degrom situation. Right. I leave that to them. We here cover things like Panthers fullback Alex Arma. Is that how? We don't look say? at me. I don't all know right. who this person was until you handed me the sheet this all morning. Right. Uh, he's a fullback with the Panthers. He has some sort of uh, system in his automobile where if someone gets in it, it alerts him on his phone. Okay. So that happened in his apartment complex where he lives. So he ran down there, and sure enough, a fellow was breaking into his car. He says he's watched a lot of WWE wrestling <laughs> and put this would-be car thief in an arm bar okay. until police arrived. All right. Could you armbar somebody? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could try and fail. Maybe like yeah. one of Jerry's kids or my seven-year-old, but yes. a full-grown adult, probably not. Right. And this guy's Maybe up. you. I don't know. You, you and I are right. not the most physically yeah. imposing people around here. Yeah, there are people around here that I could armbar. Right. I'm trying to think of anyone who are currently here. Maybe Harris Allen, just from the age I differential. Like Tony Page I could armbar easily. <laughs> I feel like Tony would just let you do it because right. he's so nice. Like, right. all right, hell yeah, whatever you need. Oh, do you, you're doing an arm bar on me? <laughs> I think he'd tell you how to do it correctly, too. Like, like Taz could not arm bar. Would you, would you want to, though? No, I would love to throw a, uh, throw a swing at Taz. <laughs> Why? Like a chest slap, a, a Ric Flair chest slap. And then, and then Taz has like a flashback, like a nom flash. <laughs> no, but then I've got a head for the hills. <laughs> I'd be like the cowardly manager where the guy's tied up in the ropes, and then I'd go up. Slap him. And then dart out of there. <laughs> dart That's out of smart. there before any trouble. Yeah, so this guy put this dude in an arm bar. The cop showed up, arrested him. Although, you said he's a fullback, right? Yeah, fullback. Why does he need tricks? Like, why does he need an arm bar? Can't he I just, like, hold the guy down with just his normal fullback strength? You would think a would-be car thief is not the strongest person. But I guess he didn't, you know, he's probably worried about getting sued. But figures an arm bar is safe. I, I guess. 
He's thinking that far in advance? Yeah. His second idea was to put the guy to figure four leg on. <laughs> that got messy. Uh, we have to take a break, Andrew. But when we come back, I've saved one more quality story for you. I can't wait. And then Boomer and Geo on the fan. You got to wait. This is a long read. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. Uh, thanks for telling me as it's about the play. Uh, <laughs> I'm Andrew Bogish in for Jerry Recco. Al, these are the uh, the heavy lifting stories that Boomer and Gio actually cover over the next four hours. Uh, there is Jacob DeGrom showing up to Met Spring Training, saying we'll talk extension now up until opening day. After that, no more talking. Antonio Brown tweeting a goodbye to Pittsburgh Steelers fans yesterday. Maybe he gets traded here soon, maybe to the San Francisco 49ers. Duke, a 23-point second-half comeback last night at Louisville, down 59-36. They win by two on the road. And in the NBA last night, the Warriors got a win, and the Celtics got a win in Philadelphia. Boston now 3-0 against Philly so far this season. And also a big story that I'm sure we'll be breaking down later today. Uh, Blake Griffin's dog bit a dude in a restaurant. Yeah, not to steal their lead, <laughs> but, but there's a, that. In a restaurant. So it had to be a small dog. You can't bring a Mastiff into a restaurant. What were we discussing yesterday? A Leaguer Burger? Le- a Leon Burger. A Leon Burger? Yeah. <laughs> you can't bring one of those can't things in. Can't bring one of those in. So no, it no. had to be a Poofy Dog. Right. But I love the guy is suing for not just the injuries of uh, being bit. He's suing Blake Griffin. He's suing the restaurant. Mm-hmm. He's suing the city where it happened. Okay, that makes sense. Probably Los Angeles. Uh, and also is claiming severe emotional harm. Right, Severe. Severe. So he's just walking on the street. He sees a dog and he just drops into a turtle position. No, it was in. Oh, now after his experience. Yeah. Yes. He's heartbroken and he's afraid of dogs. He can't go and eat these fancy restaurants anymore. I get it. Stop paying the man. Stop bringing your dogs to We're restaurants. We're your flagship station for Yankees baseball.